0: Max 904 presents This Week in North Florida Lacrosse. This Week in North Florida Lacrosse on 1010XL is brought to you by M Shack,
1: Derek Prince-Realtor,
0: and Bar Down Lacrosse. Now here's your host, Ray Carnicelli. I
2: went to church last Greetings and so welcome to This Week in North Florida Play. Lacrosse. Something quite unusual. Brought to you by Bar Down Lacrosse, Derek Prince Realtor, Cantina Louie, Jack's Blue Claws, and the M Shack. I am joined by my co host today, Jim Applegate. Jim, crazy wild week of lacrosse.
3: It really was, right? A lot of excitement at the high school level. Um, top it off last night with, uh, your call against, uh, you know, Flagler. And, um, I think you still amped up from that game because it was so exciting there to the end. So Casey, you watched the end of that game?
1: I did. Yes, sir. What, you sent the link on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it today. And I got to tell you, man, uh, it was good. It was, it was big good.
2: boy lacrosse down there in St. Augustine last night. It was a 14 to 13 overtime loss. Flagler dropped it to Florida Southern who was ranked coming into the game and, um, Flagler had a two-goal lead in the fourth quarter, and I thought they were going to hold on. It was that three-minute window let let them get away. But we'll we'll take a deep dive into that game. We're going to have Coach Brian Duncan on a little bit later to uh, uh, talk about that thriller. It was one of the most exciting games I've seen in a long, long time. Not going to lie, just I was awed a couple of times.
3: Yeah, the intensity of that game, running up and down the field. Um, both goalies played, you know, played decently. Um, the I've you know actually the. you know, the, the face-off guys were, were struggling and battling all day. And, you know, they would, no team was able to get on a really serious run at all throughout that entire game. If you know Coach Marty
2: West of Florida Southern, Coach Duncan of Flagler, a couple of intense, knowledgeable, passionate lacrosse people, and uh, their teams play like, like those guys. So we'll we'll talk about that game. JU versus Duke. You came into the game number two in the country, number one in some polls, averaging twenty goals a game, and uh, they were over their average against Jacksonville. It was a twenty-three to seven final, and I'm not sure it was that close. So, Jim, you uh, you came over and watched the game with Milo and a couple of the other guys. Uh, it just never they never were in that game.
3: No, um, just Jacksonville just looked like they were out of sorts, both on the offense on the defense. We we noticed a couple of times right, defensively where you have two guys sliding or no guys sliding. Um, you know, and let's face it, Duke puts a lot of pressure on you. they got six guys that can score from anywhere. Um, so, but, you know, Jacksville, they're going to learn from that, right? They're going to get better, and we've talked all season about it. It's not where they are today. It's where they are you know, at the end of the a Yeah,
2: so we're going to talk to Coach Galloway this morning as well to get his thoughts on where his team is right now. What do they take away from that? Uh, battle against Duke with Michigan coming up on Tuesday, a game that I will be on the call on ESPN Plus with Coach Matt Kerwick. And then a uh, quick turnaround next Saturday, our favorite team's coming to town, Jim. Who's that? Oh, St. John's. St. John's, uh, those people. They're your people. Right? Do you consider I, I underst- them your people?
3: I, I understand we're going to have a special broadcast from the uh, stands again. Uh, I just think so you can be... Be with them. Have a little kumbaya. No, session. we're going to be in the
2: press box, but I'm looking forward to that game next Saturday with you on the call. So you were a little critical of me yesterday. I'm, I'm in the middle of calling the Flagler game, and it's kind of an interesting setup there. I'm kind of out in the open, up in an erector set with you know some, some limited views and trying to do my best on a uh, Saturday night. And I get texts from Jim, and he's like, you sound like a soccer announcer. Settle down. I'm going to have to turn the sound off. You actually said <laughs> you are going to turn the sound down to my call. And that's after I had you over for some steak and some shrimp and some, maybe some other uh, libations, and you do that to me.
3: Well, Ray, come on. How, low, how loud can you yell goal? If I yelled right now, everyone would leave the station, right? <laughs> because their ears would be blown off. Casey, how, Kay- how was my call? Oh, Casey just the, the sound down, too. Don't lie. Uh,
1: I, I, I got you at the tail end. So you were probably, I mean, it, it was, it was exciting. It was amped up for sure. But I do have a question. Um, yes. can you explain, because obviously, if, it, if you're going
2: to ask me if I can explain those referees last night, the <laughs> no, answers, no, no. No. go no. ahead. Sorry.
1: Uh, it, it was funny that when it went in the overtime, it did appear that one referee on the, uh, what was it? Florida Southern you said? Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah. Uh, on that sideline looked at the other referee and was like, Dang it. We're going in overtime. Like you could tell he was a little exhausted. But my question is, okay, so we recently had uh, overtime in the uh, Super Bowl. So we had overtime in this game. I saw that Flagler won the faceoff and then Florida Southern scored. They got, you know, they then got it. Do each team get a possession or is it first to score?
2: First to score, sudden victory, sudden death, however you want to call it. I love it. Yeah, we'll talk talk about that because Flagler winning that faceoff in overtime is so key. And I think I I expected Coach Duncan to call a timeout, and he did, and he drew something up. And um, it was an interesting ending to the game. Very aggressive defense by Florida Southern caused a turnover, and they went right down on a fast break, ran it to perfection, and ended it. So we'll talk to Coach Duncan. He's probably still worked up looking at film. I was texting with him late last night, texting with Coach Marty Ward this morning. Uh, just a lot of great performances that we'll dive into. Jim, yesterday, uh, the local guys playing in college, uh, it, was, it was quite a day for a couple of those guys. And we'll start off with the boys from Air Force, from Creekside, Ma- Mana Wilhelm with uh, two goals on two shots. This is he's a first year player uh, for Air Force. For him to be getting on the field at that level against a very good um, who was the team? It was Stony Brook, right? And a great game. It was an overtime game, and then Nolan Parlett from Ponavidra. The other goalie wasn't playing badly. I think he was somewhere between around forty five percent save percentage. And they made the move to put Nolan in. I don't think it was injury-related, but anyone who's watched Nolan or been around him, he is so intense. And sometimes a coach wants to do that just to get a spark. And, wow, it was more than a spark.
3: Yeah, he really played lights out. And, um, you know, it's so so glad to see somebody who's, you know, kind of waiting his time, you you're the number two guy. You always got to be ready as the number two guy. But it's so hard to do game in and game out. And for him to come in and play so strong, it really is a – like You said it's just a testament to his, his attitude, and he's always mentally prepared to, to I play think in
2: the he was I think he was in just over a quarter, and he had six saves and only one goal against, and the saves were impressive his outlet passes were perfect and I, I know his, his – I think you said his mom traveled out there too, and you know as a backup goalie's mom, a second team goalie's mom to, to make a trip across the country and uh, get paid off like that I'm sure it was a big day for the Parlett family, which it, i was I saw Nolan. At the gym working out over break, and he's so intense, and I, it rubs off. You could tell that team was fired up when he came in.
3: Yeah, I was. I saw him too working out, and I was giving a little bit of a hard time because he was uh, doing uh, uh, box jumps. Like, dude, man, I don't know. For a goalie, you don't. You don't really get that. You don't really have many ups. He goes, "Thank God, I don't need it."
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> it's that. It's that leg strength because you do. You do get tired just stepping in intensity and. Yeah, he he was awesome. He had a nice in tight goal, and the announcers were raving about him. The Air Force crew, you know, gave him the game, of, the player, of the game, even though he was only in for just over a quarter. And then uh, a couple other parla or another parlay in action today. Uh, C- Carter Parlette with Notre Dame, along with Eric Dobson from Fleming Island, take on Georgetown and Dylan Haas, So that game's today. And then the other Wilhelm's in action today too, with Lemoyne. So a couple of uh, family weekends and. Obviously, Tanner's headed to Stony Brook, uh, the starting defenseman for Panaavidra. so it's a it's a family affair for the uh, Parlette and the the Wilhelm family this weekend.
3: yeah, it's so fun to see when you can just every game, you know every day I'm uh, sorry, every weekend you can sit there and turn on the you know the TV and watch someone that you saw in high school and, and they're performing well and they're actually representing Florida and for the longest time, right? We always heard Florida has great athletes, but they're uh, they're okay lacrosse players. Well, you know what? Now we got good lacrosse players and great athletes.
2: And out there in Denver, um, we had a player score his first goal.
3: Yeah, Tarbelletti came out and uh, and put one in for Denver. And again, another kid that uh, he works his, his butt off. And, and you knew at some point in time he was going to break through and, and get in get on the field. And uh, you know, hard work pays off. Again, you know, being a junior now, and um, it's yeah, great it was to see that was actually Maddox Johnson. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no worries.
2: Uh,
3: okay.
2: Matt, yeah, Maddox Johnson, both Terrible Eddie and, sorry, and terrible Maddox Eddie. Johnson uh, out okay. there at, at Denver, uh, very similar styles of play. <laughs> okay. But it was Maddox Johnson who came in, a uh, former Ponte Vedra star, who uh, scored that goal for Denver in a one-goal, kind of an upset win against Cornell. So, you know, once again, congratulations to Maddox on his first career goal. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. Uh, Before we do that, I want to thank all of our sponsors, Bar Down Lacrosse, Derek Prince Realtor, Cantina Louie, the Jack's Blue Claws Lacrosse Club, and the M-Shack. You're listening to the number one rated show in all of North Florida this week in North Florida Lacrosse. Excelling in the classroom and the sports arena is quite an accomplishment. That's why 1010XL salutes the Scholar Athlete
0: of the Week. Wednesdays on the Franchi Show, brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialists and the Plumbers and Pipefitters Local Union 234.
2: Fusing together the feel of an old-fashioned burger joint with the exceptional quality found in other Madura Brothers culinary concepts... M-Shack has been offering Jacksonville families elevated, fast-casual dining options at an affordable price for over 10 years. Today, M-Shack locations in the St. John's Town Center and the Nocatee Town Center offer guests a menu that includes all-natural, hormone-free beef burgers, all-beef hot dogs, signature cocktails, and mouth-watering milkshakes patients everywhere are experiencing joint
0: pain relief thanks to QC Kinetics regenerative treatments so how does this non-surgical approach work QC Kinetics Medical Director Dr. Aaron Wolkoff explains
1: it's like when you get a
0: paper cut and the cells that come onto that scene first stop the bleeding and then it recruits more cells to form new skin and new soft tissue and then you look down a week later two weeks later and it's like nothing happened and that paper cut never existed in this same way QC Kinetics uses your natural biologics to help Repair and restore aching knees, hips, shoulders, and backs.
2: We take those same similar cells in different areas that
0: are arthritic, are painful, and we cause this kind of internal self-healing that
2: can resolve patients' pain.
0: Relief without surgery. See if you're a candidate for QC Kinetics regenerative treatments. Call QC Kinetics, 904-274-5522. That's 904-274-5522.
2: 904-274-5522. Buying or selling a home? Call Derek Prince with RE-MAX Specialists. With the limited number of homes on the current Northeast Florida market, you need an agent with the right connections, technology, and strategies to achieve your home buying or selling vision. Whether you're feeling overwhelmed and want someone to take the wheel, or you just need a second opinion, you can count on Realtor Derek Prince with RE-MAX Specialists. Visit Derek's website at DerekPrinceSells904.com. That's D-E-R-E-K-P-R-I-N-C-E-S-E-L. LLS904.com, or give them a call at 904-563-5050.
0: Get ready for the Players' Championship, March 12th through 17th at TPC Sawgrass. Don't miss your chance to watch the PGA Tour's best compete to etch their name in history while enjoying a vibrant social scene. From local bites to the latest merchandise available in the PGA Tour fan shop, The Players offers the ultimate experience for everyone to enjoy. Secure your spot today. Tickets are on sale now at theplayers.com.
2: With more than two decades of experience in the Florida lacrosse landscape, Blue Claws offers a local club lacrosse experience anchored in the learning fundamentals of the sport from the best coaches locally and beyond. We focus on skills, drills, technique, and hard work. We attend tournaments in Florida in both the fall and summer. We are currently accepting registrations for all seasons. Visit jacksblueclawslax.com.
0: Everything you need to know about your Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars Today with Mike Dempsey and Fat Tony. Jaguars Today from the Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute Studios. Every weekday from 10 to noon on 1010XL.
2: Founded in 2014, Cantina Louis was built on the principle of serving products of the highest quality with an ambiance that is perfect fit for any occasion. Our wide selection of creative offerings is sure to appease everyone's appetite. From a la carte tacos, to specialty cocktails, to authentic Mexican street food and more, Cantina Louis is guaranteed to satisfy your Mexican cravings. Locations throughout North Florida.
0: 1010XL is presented by Farah and Farah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555-Jacksonville. Exhilarating like a dodge down the alley. It's this week in North Florida lacrosse on 1010XL.
2: Welcome back to This Week in North Florida Lacrosse. Ray Cardencelli at LAX 904 on Axe, along with Jim Applegate, the pride of Worcester. Oh, Vinny DeLeo, we'll talk about him later. He had six points yesterday, nine in the last week. He's coming for you, Jim.
3: He is, and uh, you know what, Ray? I hope he does it. I hope time. he does it, too.
2: Now, uh, it, it, 30, 38 years, 39 years, how long have you had the record? Yeah, I think 38. 38.
3: But, um, you know, Worcester Lacrosse, is, they're playing well, and we'd um, love to see it.
2: Good deal. Well... Later on in the show, we're going to have Coach Brian Duncan on to talk about that thrilling game last night, unfortunate overtime loss to Florida Southern, 14-13. to We're going to have Coach Tom West of the Bulls School and uh, Fletcher talk as well. So, you know, make sure you stay tuned. But right now, I want to welcome on our guest, Coach John Galloway of the JU Dolphins. Coach, how was your weekend?
4: <laughs> uh, well, I guess Friday night, depends on if you include that in the weekend or not, but um, yeah, it was a long one. It was a long one for us, but we're got home safely yesterday afternoon, and uh, was able to, to dive into to Michigan last night. Uh, obviously, they played last evening, yesterday evening, and uh, you know we're back back at the facility to get ready for practice here shortly.
2: 23-7, Ju falls to to Duke. Uh, the two game winning streak against the Blue Devils comes to an end. You poke that bear enough times, uh, they're gonna they're gonna bite back. Just overall, give, give me your thoughts on what you saw and how how good is that Duke team?
4: Well, you know, uh, I'll start with credit to Duke. I mean, they you know, I, I don't always believe in in vengeance, especially with different teams. But um, you know, majority of that team is back, and, and you could tell that they were not. Um, you know, they did not take Jacksonville lightly, which was which was really impressive from from start to finish. Really, um, you know, there's there was certainly some intent there in the fourth quarter, and credit to to Coach and his staff for for having a message and, and, and their team buying into that message. And, um, you know, we have to we have to be willing to be honest with what happened and not sugarcoat the game and, and you know, just pretend like it was just a really good team. It, it was, but it was also a disappointing performance on our end. And, you know, I think we just have to be much more organized and aggressive on both sides of the ball if we're going to expect to reach the goals that we have for in front of us.
2: Well, let's talk about the offense first. Uh, you had two goals from Jack Taylor and – Two goals from Anthony Caputo, uh, Chase and Garrity, and Lamond each had a goal. We know that eventually, at some point, Intrieri and, and Griner are going to uh, get fired up. Uh, they're just, you know, they're so dynamic. And do you feel like some of the struggles on offense are just a function of it's a, it's a new system with some new players, and it just takes time?
4: Yeah, I wish I could point it to that. Um, I, I ultimately think that you, you need your attack to lead. Um, you know, we we you know we look at some of our scouting reports and it feels like the conversation always evolves around one or two attack numbers and um you know we're gonna challenge that group today and and you know also give the opportunity for some other guys just just to show what they're capable of. I think Sam Chase is a great example over the past two weeks of a guy coming in and playing with a certain level of pace um that you don't often see and you know Ethan coming back from a little injury we're hoping we, we can get some more minutes out of him. But um you know I, I think offensively There has to be a level of confidence in what we're doing, and um, while I felt that against Binghamton, ironically, and they just didn't fall, the last two weeks are becoming a trend, and um, that's the first thing that we're going to discuss going into this afternoon.
2: Uh, On the other end of the field, it seems like communication was an issue in terms of early slides, late slides, no slides. It just didn't seem like the defense was on the same page. Do you feel that way?
4: Yeah, and, and I think part of it was we felt like we were going to be able to defend that midfield a little bit more, um, a little bit more than we did. Um, we certainly they put us, you know, they put us in, in a tough predicament. And then, you know, a handful of those goals early on in the five-on-five seven game, they did a really nice job of, of forcing our homies to to stay on and play defense. And uh, we made some adjustments there, which was encouraging. And probably the biggest thing we could take away from that game is some of the on-the-fly adjustments we made on the defensive end, but um you know we expect more of our rope unit and and i i know that we're we're taking that one pretty personally and um you know kind of changed our identity how we play on that side of the field so we gotta we gotta address that today as well but you know you have to have each other's back and i think that's what's probably the, the key takeaway from us on the defensive end is you know we, we we trust a lot of our matchups but we also have to have each other's back too and especially in games like that and and probably the one coming up on tuesday night
2: coach i'm not sure as a former player goalie you've ever been on the wrong side of a score like that i i certainly have um you know in in college as well and i i knew that you know i wa- i was disappointed with my play and the the team was disappointed but it never it, it never I, we were never discouraged we just we wanted to play the best we wanted to compete against the best and we wanted to to learn from that experience do you feel like your team is going to be able to to learn from that and be better in march and april because of it
4: yeah, I, I do. I, I will say the one positive I take away from Friday night was, number one, we knew that Duke was, was going to be special and they were going to challenge us in ways that we had not seen. And ultimately, you know, regardless of the result, and we even said it before the game, regardless of this result, we're going to learn a lot about the character of our team as well as the deficiencies and the holes that we need to address. And, and that's why we play that game. And, um, you know, I, I think for us, we walk out of that stadium listening to the guys talk to one another. It was very reminiscent of Hopkins 2022, where there wasn't, uh, you know, woe is me. There wasn't uh, feeling bad for ourselves. There was, there was genuine, I mean, there was conversations going on, gosh, nearly 40 minutes after the game ended in our locker room between offensive and defensive players. And and to me, that's, that's growth. And uh, you know, we made a conscious decision to, to be a little bit less strenuous on the guys early on in the season to try to peak in May and, um, you know we knew that there may be some bumps in the road maybe not this many bumps but um, we all also are, are are excited about the guys that we have because uh, we've seen them do it you know if you haven't seen them do it that's a little bit more concerning but we've seen them do it and now we got to breathe some some belief into them and, and and they have to do the same
3: hey coach this is Jim uh, Applegate hey um, the one good thing right is you get this quick turnaround even though it's, uh, it's you got a, a good team like Michigan but can you talk a little bit about the the mindset, as far as you know, preparing for that team. Do you do you really focus more on what you do and what you do well, or do you really try to game plan and try to attack uh, Michigan at at some point?
4: Yeah, it, it is a lot more about us, obviously, especially right now where we are in the in the season and what happened on Friday night. There's just too many areas that we want to address to to focus on. You know, the blue and yellow team, but uh, I will say that you know a lot of what they do is you know reminiscent of some of the things that you know we've tried to do in the past as well. Um, there's a there's a physicality component to this game that is just going to require just a level of of energy. Um, so we have to be thoughtful with that. But we are going to practice today, uh, you know, pretty intensely just because you know we did have that 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 full day break. Um, but then you know obviously getting our our tanks as close to full as possible for Tuesday night. But you know you, you, know, you watch them play. Uh, gosh, last night I think they were up 20 to six before they made their substitutions. They're playing with confidence. They're playing loose. It's uh, a the quarterfinal theme trying to, you know, get the, through that threshold of the final four. And, um, you know, there's a reason why we scheduled this game. And, you know, we're going to be uh, – there, there's no doubt in my mind our guys are excited, A, to be back home for the first time this spring, and B, to to be back on the lacrosse field after what happened on Friday.
2: Coach, with the game on Tuesday coming up against Michigan and then St. John's in in, in a few days – Will you continue to kind of juggle the lines in the in the midfield around, or do you get into a point where you're you're settled on your uh, six best?
4: I think we're trying to tighten that up. You know, I think that was a, a area of deficiency last year was just playing too many. And you know, part of it is you want to give guys a chance. You know, the, the first argument is, well, why why not me? Especially after a game like that, and you have to you have to deal with those conversations. Which you know, some of them are fair, some some maybe not. But um, you know, you have to be. You have to be willing to to evaluate our roster, and I told our staff, hey, you know, March March 16th rolls around, we need to we need to know who we are, and you know that's that's what our goal has been since the beginning. Uh, is by by March 16th when Robert Morris rolls into town, do we know who we are because we can't shuffle like we did last year, and you have to develop some continuity. But at the same time, you have to let the guys earn their their opportunity. It is a meritocracy, and um, as of right now, I think that there's still some some room for growth there especially on the offensive
2: side well coach i i still have full confidence that the the, this team is capable and i do expect them to at least make it and possibly win the ace championship there's nothing that's happened so far this season that's changed my mind and i'm looking forward to tuesday night i know that these guys are going to battle and anyone who's in the area uh you want to get out to ju tuesday night
4: yeah, I appreciate that, Ray. And and I and I know my, my tone may not be as, as positive as, as years past, but I, I will I will echo that sentiment that I've seen these guys do it. Uh, I've seen these guys play at a really high level, and you know I think part of it is is that that challenge. of just seeing the net shake a few times, but um, you know I, I I would encourage people to come out on Tuesday night because you are gonna. I'll watch a pretty talented two teams, not just Michigan, uh, talented two teams, and and I'm excited for that challenge. I know our staff is. I know our guys are, um, you know, we're, 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 uh, we're athlete. you know, you know, you were an athlete, that one thing so much, but as coach Applegate said, the ability to be able to play on Tuesday night at your home turf against a team like this and to right some wrongs is, is exactly what we needed. It's exactly what the doctor
2: ordered for this week. Well, coach, appreciate you taking the time this morning and can't wait to see you on Tuesday. Thanks guys. Have a great day. That was coach John Galloway of the JU Dolphins. And we'll talk more about that. Uh, game against Duke and the upcoming game against Michigan, but we want to jump right into our next guest. Coach Duncan, thanks for holding. How are you doing this morning?
5: Doing great, Ray. How are you, buddy?
2: Uh, how am I? Um, I'm still kind of tense and nervous, uh, just fired up about that unbelievable game last night. That's I don't even know how to describe it. I, I've been watching a lot of lacrosse, and that was one of the most entertaining games. I saw some things that I hadn't seen before, some star players, some coaching, KCR producer watched the game. He's becoming a lacrosse guy, and he he was asking me about the refs earlier, and I told him that I don't like commenting because those guys know who I am, and they get they get angry. But just just your thoughts, you know. Just one more, like Marty Ward and Brian Duncan are two of the most passionate, knowledgeable, intense lacrosse people I know, and their players played like you two last night.
5: Yeah, I thought both teams kind of took our personalities and took it to the field and. And, you know, obviously my, my defensive coordinator is the same way. He's a competitor and, you know, the offensive coordinators that got the same mentality of, of competing. So I, I just think we had a bunch of coaches out there and a bunch of players that were just representing what their coaches are trying to get out of them.
2: So a couple of things that I noticed from, from your team. Uh, first of all, Griffin um, Moore, that goal he scored, I uh, – that was one of the greatest goals. It might be a little underrated for people who don't really dive into what happened on that play, and I think it might have been a tying goal late in the game, but he he got almost triple teamed, got knocked over, kept cradling, got up, got some separation, and stung it off the corner. Um, Garrett had a goal earlier. Just Do you remember, do you know which goal I'm talking about? I don't know how you could forget yeah, it.
5: Yeah, it, it was the 11th goal and tied the game at, at 11, and and, uh, yeah, it was a big goal. I think there was one second left on the shot clock and, and the thing rattled off the bottom left corner and rattled up under the top bar and round the whole goal. So it was a, it definitely made a lot of noise and, and, uh, you know, it was a great tying goal and, and, you know, Griff's been doing that for us, uh, the entire year. He's won two games and now he's, you know, tying games late. And so, yeah, he's an impressive freshman and Garrett's starting to really get a feel for, for what his role is and, and. He's been putting the ball in the net for us as well, a little bit too. So, yeah, those, those two guys, the two brothers coming from Winter Park, that's that's been a that's been a good find for us.
2: And Trace McDonald, the IQ of that kid, uh, he had another play that was for me. It, it might be a little unnoticed unless you're, you know, a junkie like me. But that man up goal that he had, where it was early in the in the reset or in the restart, and the defense was just expecting you guys to work it around. He did a little head fake, like he was going to make the pass, and ducked underneath and, and scored. And you know, they always say don't don't dodge on man up, blah blah blah. But he just caught those guys off guard, and it was a high IQ play in my mind.
5: Yeah, Tra- Trace is a high IQ player. I mean, he's really continuing to grow what he knows about the game. He's he's so athletic, and he and he's got a skill to shoot the ball, and he sees the field so well with his eyes. I mean, he was three and three again last night. I mean, that's the third game in a row where he's been. I think it was two and five, four and two, and now he's three and three. And, and, you know, we're not playing slouches on defense. These are good defenses that he's reading. And so he just continues to want to get better, right? He's he's one of those guys where he's always out there after practice with Griff and Garrett and, you know, Luke Burton and, you know, some guys that are spending time after practice working on shooting and passing. And so I I just think he's a junkie that loves the game. And, you know, I'm just I'm thrilled that he picked Flagler and, and he's here doing the things he's doing for us.
2: It's, it's so fun to watch that offense because there's, at any given time, there's six threats on there, whether it's McCousis or Tobias or Douglas or McDonald. And it's like, you know, I, I don't have all these guys memorized, but after last night, they're all touching, they're all threats. And uh, the, the ceiling is so high for you guys. But I, I know you're disappointed, coach. What was your message to the team afterwards?
5: Well, you know, I, I kind of thought about it when we walked down. And, and, and you know, last year we lost 28-8, to eight, I think, was the score. Um, you know, the year before we lost 22-6 to six or something like that. So, you know, for us it was growth. I mean, we're, we're playing the 15th-ranked team, a, a, a highly, you know, a well-coached team, um, lots of energy that they play with, and we matched and we were able to compete with. And so at the end of the day I kind of told the guys, look, that game's over, let's forget about it. And let's just understand, we competed with a number 15 ranked team in the country. I know that's not good enough for what our expectation was tonight, but that's not that's our plans to go forward. And so we got to get ready next week. So let's have a good rest day, and and we'll get ready for number two Rollins next week here in our den.
2: Yeah, we just had Coach Galloway on, and they go from number two Duke to number 12 uh, Michigan in a couple of days, and then here's Flagler goes from a, a ranked team to the number two team, and. The the Peach Belt Conference, your conference, and the uh, Sunshine State Conference—they are so good. You know, we're I, I'm from, Jim and I are from New York. You're from Maryland, and you look at these Florida boys and these Florida teams and the the conferences. And uh, you know, there's most of the good teams are in the South right now, and Florida is well represented.
5: Oh, absolutely! Sunshine State is a is a high end conference. You know, all the way through, you know, their bottom teams are very very good. Um, and then you get to our conference and we, you know, our top four teams are battling and we got two in the top 20. And I think, you know, we're probably sitting right outside the top 20 right now with what we put on, you know, as a record and, and who we've played. So, yeah, we're just inching our way up. And, and I think both those conferences have teams that can compete at the national level and, and win national championships.
2: Well, Dunk, I know you got a busy week ahead. Hopefully, you can enjoy the rest of your Sunday. It was uh, nice catching up with uh, your extended family who was at the game last night, and your lovely bride. And enjoy your Sunday. And uh, I know you'll be back to work before you know it.
5: Absolutely. Thank you, Ray. Appreciate it.
2: All right. That was Coach Brian Duncan of the Flagler Saints. So, Jim, we'll talk a little bit more about it. But uh, just your thoughts of that game last night.
3: Yeah, I. I hope Marty's not listening, but uh, I felt like Flagler outplayed uh, you know Florida Southern. I, I really did. There was. Uh, Unfortunately, there was a like a three-minute period at towards the end of the fourth quarter that um, you know Flagler had a two-goal lead and uh, they just kind of took a took a breath and then next thing you know they're they're down one. But to their credit, right, they had that goal right at the end of the fourth period to tie it up and to kick it into overtime. So it's not like they were oh shoot, the game's over. They actually fought back and tied it up to push it into overtime. So I, I was really impressed with the way Flagler just continues the battle.
2: I was texting Coach Ward this morning and I told him I loved his team. It was just old school lacrosse. He had number zero Cook playing a complete two-way game back and forth. Uh, the face-off guy from Baldwinsville, New York, uh, Chiz is his name. Uh, just an old school player. He He's a face-off guy, but I would never call him a Fogo because he was a threat on offense. He had two goals. He was comfortable inverting behind the cage. He was uncomfortable in front of the cage, and uh, it was just—it was just an entertaining game. I felt like at any moment, like after uh, Griffin Moore scored that goal, he was going to rip his helmet off and scream out, "Are you not entertained?" Because it was—it <laughs> was so entertaining. Uh, well, we've got a lot more to talk about. We will take your calls in the second half of the show at 904 nine zero four six four one. 1010, we've got Coach Tom West of the Bowl School, Coach Rodney Bird of Fletcher coming up. You're listening to the number one, yes, still the number one rated lacrosse show in all of North Florida this week in North Florida Lacrosse on 1010XL. Give a man a fish, he'll eat for
0: a day. Teach a man to fish. And he's listening to the Nimnicked Outdoor Show. With tips and stories. Presented by Duck, Duck Rooter Plumbing and Septic Services. Every Saturday morning, 7 to 10. On 1010XL.
2: M-Shack Burgers, Shakes, and More is the newest sponsor of our LAX 904 broadcast. Fusing together the feel of an old-fashioned burger joint with the exceptional quality found in other Madura Brothers culinary concepts, M-Shack has been offering Jacksonville families elevated, fast, casual dining options at an affordable price for over 10 years. Today, M-Shack locations in the St. John's Town Center and the Nocatee Town Center offer guests a menu that includes all-natural, hormone-free beef burgers, all-beef hot dogs, and mouth-watering milkshakes. Friends and families of La Crosse and North Florida will love the gourmet shakes like the glorious Oreo cheesecake, mouth-watering cookies and cream, mind-blowing pecan pie shakes, and more. In addition to the amazing M-Shack burger, be sure to try a sunrise burger, veggie burger, or the amazing gluten-free CrossFit burger. Lacrosse fans, visit mshackburgers.com to see the entire menu, or visit an M Shack in person today.
0: bueller Air Conditioning presents. Are you cool? Today's lucky contestant, a coffee filter repairman from Jacksonville Beach, me, Dave Carvellas. Great, great to be here, Pat. No time to chit-chat, Dave. Here's your question. Your A.C. has been acting up. Do you A. ignore it and hope it gets better on its own, two, take off all your clothes when you watch TV and hope that does the trick, or C. call Bueller Air Conditioning? Oh, jeez. I do like to sit around with no pants on. Five seconds, Dave. I'll say C. Call Bueller. That's right, Dave. A quick call to Bueller will have our expert AC technicians at your door, usually the same day, to make sure that you, you are cool. Can I still watch the game with no pants on? It's America, Dave. Knock yourself out. Stay cool with Bueller.
3: Cooler.
2: Visit BuellerAir.com. Buying or selling a home? Call Derek Prince with Remax Specialists. With the limited number of homes on the current Northeast Florida market, you need an agent with the right connections, technology, and strategies to achieve your home buying or selling vision. Whether you're feeling overwhelmed and want someone to take the wheel, or you just need a second opinion, you can count on Realtor Derek Prince with Remax Specialists. Visit Derek's website at DerekPrinceSells904.com. That's D E R E K P R I N c-e-s-e-l-l-s-904.com or give them a call at 904-563-5050.
0: I'm the Hammer Hayes Carline and I've been known to drop an opinion like a hammer. Weekdays on the Frangie Show on 1010XL brought to you by Golden Hammer Roofing and Gutters, the golden standard in Get Gators play-by-play on 1010XL, brought to you by Farah & Farah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Renewal by Anderson, the official window and door replacement partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: LAX904 is thrilled to welcome Bar Down Lacrosse as the title sponsor of all of our broadcasts. We are players, parents, and fans of the game, inspired by the friends we've met along the way. You've got the moves, we've got the goods. Bardown Lacrosse is family-owned and operated in Jacksonville, Florida. Our goal is to deliver quality products, develop relationships with our customers, and treat every sale with integrity. Locations also in Bonita Springs and Pensacola. Visit bardownlacrosse.com.
0: 1010XL is presented by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555-Jacksonville. Now more of the fastest game on two feet with This Week in North Florida Lacrosse on 1010XL.
2: Welcome back to This Week in North Florida Lacrosse. I am Ray Carnicelli, joined by Coach Jim Applegate. This week in North Florida Lacrosse, brought to you by Bardown Lacrosse, Derek Prince Realtor, Cantina Louie, the M Shack, and the Jacks Blue Claws Lacrosse Club. So, Jim, we had two pretty intense coaches there. Coach Galloway, after that uh, rough trip to... Duke and Coach Duncan, that thriller last night, uh, for these guys to come on after games like that, I know they're probably both exhausted, probably not a lot of sleep, and they got to get right back to work, just so appreciative of those two.
3: Yeah, it's really great to have them on and get their perspective, and uh, it's good for the community, too, to hear um, just kind of their mindset after you, you, come, out, you know, come out of a loss like that.
2: We want to welcome on our next guest, the head coach of the Bowl School, Coach Tom West. Coach, how are you doing this morning? Hey, great guys! Thanks for having me. Uh, th- thanks. for joining. So, it's, it's a busy, busy time of year for for everyone, and I know you like to follow all your former players all over Division One, Two, II, and Three. And I, I, think you can feel for us. It's it's hard to keep up with, isn't it?
6: It's hard, but it's great. It's a great problem to have, guys. And just to, uh, I'm just so proud of so many of these boys that are putting up numbers in uh, NCAA, MCLA lacrosse, and uh, it's just great for our area.
2: So, talk to me about your team, how the season's going so far, and um, you know some of the guys who are uh, going to be key to your success this season.
6: Yeah, well, we've got you know a, a huge chunk of the group back from last year, which is great. Um, our attack, you know, I'd put against anyone in in, in the south. Um, we added some players that are that have just that, that have just been great additions. Uh, Lee Crody, who's a who's a big midfielder from Darien, Connecticut, that's. Way you see him play, guys. You're going to be really excited with uh, He just finds his way and gets to the net. Um, we added some defensive players. Uh, David Carroll, who's just a, a stud defenseman from Louisiana. Um, uh, Cam Zelensky who's an LSM from South Florida. Um, uh, Nolan Preston, who's a slick inside finisher from Canada. He's our first Canadian at Bulls, And then uh, Tucker Chappell is a defenseman uh, locally from Jacksonville. That's been a great, great add for us.
2: And then some of the returners that team last year. Obviously, you lost some key players, but that is a pretty deep team. Uh, yeah, even the returners, we're,
6: we're, yeah. Yeah, we're excited, guys. You know, we're, we're going to be honest. You know, we plan on being in it at the end. That's what we're working for, and um, the boys are putting in the work. Uh, this week's been rough. A lot of guys are sick, and you know we've got some injuries. And um, it's good to fight through that early. I think, and kind of see where we are, and do some you know some gut checks. Um, we had a tough game against Bishop Moore, where they just threw everything they could at us, and it was good for us to be able to handle that early. Um, you know, like a lot of times, you don't have a own offense in this early, or you don't have this in, and uh, that really tested us. And that was a that was a good win for us and a good gut check for us.
3: Yeah, Tom, I was so, gonna um, Tom, I was gonna ask you about that too, because um, for people that haven't <laughs> gone on the bus, gone down to Orlando, to played Bishop Moore at their stadium. Um, it's not an easy win to, to to walk away from that place with a victory. So, kudos to no, you No, no, and
6: yeah, and Jim, and, you you know, you and I have some history with uh, with games there, as well, as you know. Yeah, they're they're always ready for us. We're always going to get their best, you know.
2: Tom, who's scoring the goals for you guys this year? Is uh, how, how's Dalen doing?
6: Uh, Dalen's great. He he's the leader of our offense. He's he's just so creative, and I, I think we're all blessed that we're going to be able to see him for four more years in Jacksonville when he goes to Ju as well um he's just a dynamic uh feeder um he loves to feed and create more than put the ball in the net which uh coach Rambo has been doing a good job with him this year on hey score some goals man
2: score some more goals you know and what about Um, uh yeah um at the midfield
6: um at the midfield you know we have um we have um Lee Crody who I just told you about that came in we have um we have Ethan Bins, who's uh, just a big dodger that can get the ball in the net. He's been scoring goals for us.
2: How many um, how many Borees are on the team?
6: <laughs> <laughs> we have two. Uh one is on the other side of the attack and doing a great job going to high point. And then uh Greer is um just such a dominant, dominant FOGO. I I would say he's probably one of the best in the South right now. He's just doing great.
2: And uh in the goal?
6: Um in the goal we have Will Martell, who's a youngin' um he's he's doing great and then um Is you know, he, did have, you say
2: he's a freshman
6: uh, he's a sophomore sophomore yep.
2: that's a yeah you've uh you've had such a, a good run of uh experienced goalies over your high school coaching career how do you feel about having junior in there
6: um i've been blessed i've been really lucky with goalies as you know um you know it, it, it's great to hear about um about nolan parlett who, who you know we threw him in as a freshman and he won a state championship for us at at, at PB. Um. But um, it's, you know, there, there's some growing pains with a young goalie. I think it's more, you know, Ray, you know this more than I do. Uh, they get rattled, you know, they, that they get they get scored on and they take that goal a little harder than they should or make a mistake. And uh, we're just working on him and his confidence right now. And we think he's going to be great for us for the next couple of years.
2: Well, Tom, I appreciate uh, you taking some time. We've got uh... – you know, looking at your schedule, trying to figure out which games we can broadcast. We've got some, uh, some good prospects coming up. but Whether we're able to broadcast them or not, I cannot wait to get out to uh, watch your bowls team. Always exciting. I uh,
6: would love, love to have you guys out there. It's going to be fun to watch this year, I think.
2: Well, Tom, good luck the rest of the way, and we'll catch up soon.
6: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
2: That was Coach Tom West of the Bowl school. Now we want to welcome on the head coach of Fletcher High. Let me, is, this, is this right? This record for Fletcher, Jim. uh, see, they—they, they, you know, they took one on the chin from Balls, but win against Atlantic Coast, win against Bartram Trail, win against Episcopal, win against Takoy Creek. Coach Bird, what's going on out there at the beach?
7: Hey, man, how you doing this morning, Ray? We're we're, we're fired up out there, man.
2: I I I guess I'm looking at this, and uh, you know, you've got some uh, some of your supporters who are texting me throughout the games, giving me updates, and uh, you know, I had to. Uh, Tell Coach Cavalli and a couple of other, are you sure? Is this right? Yeah. And uh, no, nothing against your team, but uh, you're playing some stiff competition. And, um, you know, 8 7 win against Bartram Trail, 8 7 win against Episcopal. Sounds like the, the defense is dialed in, but also filling up the net. So who are, just give me your overall thoughts on the early start to the season here.
7: Uh, so I, I think that, you know, we, we've got a group of kids that have been playing together for quite some time. And, you know, it's, it's there and it was always there, but I I don't think that they knew that they could do what, what they're doing right now. Um, and, you know, myself and, and Steve Cox, my assistant coach, we just kind of, we pushed it and, and told them what they need to do and, and just try to get them to believe it. And I, I think that's what we're seeing, just the product of them believing that they can actually, you know, go out here and play with cross with these guys. And, um, whether it be from the defensive end or the offensive end, man, they, they're just, they're fired up and they're they are hungry. You know, at the face-off X, we're, we're doing a great job and we've just got guys all over the place that, you know, I couldn't mention everybody that's contributing to what, what's going on down there.
2: So, Coach, your background, you grew up playing high school ball in town? Yes, I did. I played at Sandalwood High School. Uh,
7: I graduated in two thousand eleven. So you were
2: uh, I, were you in the Tony Brown era or before or I after? I was in the
7: Tony Brown era. Tony Brown's my best friend, man. Oh and man, he's, he's yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: He he's been dazzling me since he was in high school, and get to play with him every once in a while. Love love Tony Brown. So yeah. so you played at Sandalwood. Um, and just I'm guessing fell in love with the sport, and now you're giving back.
7: Yeah, and that that's all it is, and uh. Um, you know, I started playing out there with Tony and them. He brought me down to Dillos for the first time in high school. Fell in love with it, but I joined the Army. And, you know, when I got out, moved back home, started coaching at Sandalwood, and eventually made my way down to Fletcher after a few years. And, yeah, just giving back, and I just love the game, man.
2: Love it, love it. So I do need to, you need to name some names. I need to know who these guys are, so when I get out there – I always start with the goalie position, the most important, the smartest, usually the best-looking and most athletic players on the field. Who's in goal for you this year?
7: Aaron Back. Uh, Aaron Back is a senior, and he's he's in cage for us, man, and he is a brick wall back there. Um, You know, like you mentioned, we we had our game against Bowles, and that that team is just – that's a fantastic team, man. (laughs) You know, these guys are hitting passes and shots that, you, you're not even expecting them to hit, you know, or catch, and it's just—it's crazy. But Aaron still had a good game that night. It was just, you know, those guys are on another level. And um, but he's—he's he's been doing great in cage, man. He's a brick wall back there. Uh,
2: what you mentioned the face-off acts. Uh, who who do you got taking the draws? So we've got two guys:
7: uh, Zach Heilman, who's a—he's a senior, and also Tommy Scales. Uh, who's a junior. So both of those guys split their time at the X. Zach gets a lot of draws depending on the night, um, but they're both contributing, you know, at the X and, and helping us maintain possession of the ball.
2: I, I'm i seeing you, you're you putting up some goals, and so I, I need to know uh, who's finding the back of the net and burning up the twine.
7: Uh, As far as burning up the twine, man, so we've got a kid bright and speed, um, filthy just he can catch that ball on crease and just and find it anywhere um you know he can he can let it go he had a backhanded goal the other night against the pistol man it was it was filthy and um you know we've got matthew weidel carson cook both of those guys are contributing and scoring goals but the one guy who's not burning the back of the net but he's got 15 points over the course of the last two games is luke Fierro. uh the kids dropping dimes man and it's it's nuts back
2: there and so my my co-host here jim applegate knows something about his sister and his sister too jim you love you love hearing that don't you the yeah. unselfishness
3: I, I do you know when you got a guy that can play behind the cage and find people that are open it makes life so much easier for the team doesn't it ronnie
7: yeah it does it's insane and um you know the what most of the kids think about that goal and and they think that if they're not scoring the goals they're not contributing but you know there's nothing like a kid who can feed you know, and hit somebody on crease.
2: Well, Coach, you've got uh, got your work cut out for you in the next few days. Uh, Pedro and then uh, at St. Augustine should be a battle as well. I'm, I'm looking forward to catching your team playing and catching up with it, you again. And one of these Sundays uh, you're going to have to come in and co-host.
7: Yeah, for sure. That would be awesome. Uh, we do have a tough week coming up. I'm about to watch film on these guys today um but yeah it, it'll it be great and I would love to come in sometime
2: all right perfect well thanks so much for joining this Sunday morning and uh, look to catch up with you soon all
7: right brother y'all have a good
2: one all right that was coach Rodney Bird of Fletcher so Jim how how cool is it I know you're feeling the same, same thing I'm feeling to see a homegrown high school kid from Sandalwood uh fell in love with the game learned with one of the best Tony Brown and now uh he's you could tell the passion there. It's got to be rubbing off on the senators.
3: Yeah, it you know it's a great thing to see, right? We always we've been preaching for a long, long time to give back to the game, give back, give back to the game, and you know, and, and Rodney's a prime example of that, where you know, he fell in love and and now he is giving back. Because let's face it, you don't make a lot of money coaching this game. And and the the record too, you
2: know, a couple of those games jump out, like Bartram Trail and Episcopal. Those are the you know those have been mainstay programs at the top of the. Uh, standings for a while here. And Takoy Creek's no pushover, a new program. They've been coming on. So those are uh, three consecutive wins. But uh, Pedro and St. Augustine are, are, are pretty good challenges for Coach King's team. Yeah. Or, excuse, the,
3: Coach Bird's team. Yeah, it seems like the the battle's going to continue here, right? And uh, But the kids um... – you know, once you It's a funny thing, right? Once you start believing, things really good start happening to you and your team. And, and I, and I kind of get the sense that that's where Fletcher is right now. Well, they've
2: got the youth program, rocking and rolling, and Good Feeder System be, has been uh, in the works for years. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to, Jim, this is official. It's Nassau County, Clay County, St. John's County, and Duval County. And each of those counties were the number one rated lacrosse show in all of North Florida. Come on, Flagler County, we're counting on you. Brought to you by Bar Down Lacrosse, Derek Prince Realtor, Cantina Louie, Jack's Blue Claws, and M Shack. This week in North Florida Lacrosse on 1010XL.
0: When you hear a great call on 1010XL, telephone communicate. It's covered by the All Pro Roofing Phone Line. If you'd like any further information, just call me. Listen for great phone interviews all day on the All Pro Roofing Phone Line on 1010XL.
2: With more than two decades of experience in the Florida lacrosse landscape, Blue Claws offers a local club lacrosse experience anchored in the learning fundamentals of the sport from the best coaches locally and beyond. We focus on skills, drills, technique, and hard work. We attend tournaments in Florida in both the fall and summer. We are currently accepting registrations for all seasons. Visit jacksblueclawslax.com.
3: Did you know Prime Roofing manufactures, fabricates, and installs their metal roofs? If you're thinking about a metal roof, think Prime Roofing. Schedule an estimate today at primeroofingfl.com. That's primeroofingfl.com.
2: Lax 904 is thrilled to welcome Bar Down Lacrosse as the title sponsor of all of our broadcasts. We are players, parents, and fans of the game, inspired by the friends we've met along the way. You've got the moves, we've got the goods. Bardown Lacrosse is family owned and operated in Jacksonville, Florida. Our goal is to deliver quality products, develop relationships with our customers, and treat every sale with integrity. Locations also in Bonita Springs and Pensacola. Visit BardownLacrosse.com.
0: Pull! put your team together for operation new uniforms veterans cup clay shoot on friday april 5th this year's fundraiser will feature celebrity shooters great food prizes and of course bragging rights for the winners enjoy a day on the range and support operation new uniforms mission to empower transitioning service members veterans and military spouses find their new uniform in the business world go to onuvets.org that's onuvets.org today
2: Founded in 2014, Cantina Louis was built on the principle of serving products of the highest quality with an ambiance that is perfect fit for any occasion. Our wide selection of creative offerings is sure to appease everyone's appetite. From a la carte tacos, to specialty cocktails, to authentic Mexican street food and more, Cantina Louis is guaranteed to satisfy your Mexican cravings. Locations throughout North Florida.
0: It's the blog players put their pads on for. So we wanted, it, we got to bring it. My thoughts and observations on our home team, that's what I share with you every week on my blog. Roland Reach Plumbing brings you Hayes Blog on 1010XL.com. 1010XL is presented by Barra & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555 Jacksonville. Buckle up your chin strap. You're listening to This Week in North Florida Lacrosse on 1010XL.
2: Welcome back to This Week in North Florida Lacrosse. Jim Applegate and Ray Carnicelli. If you're not following me on Acts, shame on you. Casey, you're glad you were following me last night, right? Or else you would have missed that I, fantastic I was, finish.
1: Yeah, right when I pulled it up, I was like, hey, I'm tuning in.
2: Wow, Coach bird has got me fired up. Uh, Milo's down playing today, and we were talking to him last night. He went to the Flagler game with me, and um, we are wondering, will it be another torn ACL, uh, Achilles, a sure. shoulder? Uh, what, do you, what do you think? It's going to be a groin?
3: Yeah, yeah. let's stick with that. Let's stick with something that doesn't need Soft a surgery. Soft tissue yeah, injury? Yeah, nothing that needs a, s- a surgery. They've but, got uh, uh,
2: two games today to do the old armadillos, and then next week they're going to be playing before or after the JU game? After? I don't know. Well, they're playing um, at JU, and it'll be either before or after the St. John's game. I'll let you know. I'm going to suit up, so I, I'm not sure if I'm going to be playing midfield or goalie, but this is my plan for next Saturday.
3: Talk about pulling a groin.
2: Yeah. So my, my plan is to call the JU game against St. John's, our, our, your people. Oh, I hope they crush them. I'm not kidding. I remember when they used to be good. Uh, and then I'm going to suit up. I'm going to play a little bit of goalie, maybe one quarter, and uh, I, I need to be about 60% save percentage. Then I'm going to switch up to either mid or attack, get a couple goals, maybe the game winner if it's, if it's a close game. And then I I may go down and call the Florida, uh, excuse me, the Flagler game versus Rollins. you think I could pull that off? I'll accept the game winner and the 60% save percentage. Uh,
3: yeah, that sounds, sounds about right. Casey
2: didn't think I would make it in this morning after that uh that Flagler
3: thriller. I, I got to give you other props
1: too man. Okay, like how do you remember all these players names cuz you're I, it's amazing to me. Like you you your brain needs to be dissected for science.
2: Well, they'll probably do that for some other reasons, but uh Jim, I had the old Cortland helmet out uh when you were over the other day. That thing's in <laughs> rough shape and it's a it's amazing it, you wore the same thing. There was I no did. padding in that. Absolutely not. You it was like one of those old, old toy football helmets, the old Joe Namath football helmets and uh, with no padding, and it's in rough shape. But I wore that all through college, and I wore it uh, for the armadillos when I moved here in 90.
3: Yeah, it didn't help uh, when a defenseman back in the day used to play with those long wooden shafts and uh, get hit over the head with that, and it didn't feel so good. So after
2: watching J.U. Duke, um, I'll fess up. I. I I, I'd made you guys watch a little bit of Cortland versus Syracuse in the Carrier Dome in 1988 when I was out there. We saw the late, great Brook Chase make an appearance. Um, how, how did I look in there?
3: It looked like he was a little scared.
2: A little skinny too, right? Yeah, yeah. About 125 pounds. A so. little scared, but uh, it was fun. You know, Going back to the locals around the NCAA, you know, nowadays if Jack Dowd doesn't score three goals, we forget to mention <laughs> we get so used to running it up. But uh, you know, he's got he's gonna have a great season at Salisbury. They're gonna be contending for a championship.
3: Yeah, you know, when you're a preseason All American, all of a sudden we gotta set the bar pretty high for you, right?
2: And so. we, we we always forget to mention mention uh Davis Smith here too. He's <laughs> yeah. starting defense against Duke, covering one of the best players in the country, uh doing a solid job, having a good season. And, uh, you know, we forget about those defenders every once in a while.
3: Yeah. It's hard, right? Like you said, there's so many players out there. You know, Krupski's getting on the field, you know, for JU as well. And we just, there's a lot of players that uh, we know they're doing a lot of things. It's just so hard to keep track.
2: You think about Will Krupski playing against uh, Nice and Episcopal and these schools. And next thing you know, he's playing number two Duke. You know, he's a freshman. He was playing against these other schools less than a year ago. Yeah.
3: Crazy. It, it really is. And it's it's special. It's special to see. And we're just so fortunate to have Jacksonville, you know, and Flagler now, you know, in our in our backyard. And so, you know, I'm going to encourage everybody to get out to the games, you know, as, you know as soon as you can. And, you know, this Tuesday night's a prime example for that. I mean, we, this we, is going to be a great game. We just
2: have a minute or two left, but if you want to call or text 904-641-1010, River City Hardball coming up next. You're a baseball fan, right? No. Were you growing up? No. Oh, I thought you were.
3: No, I was terrible at baseball.
2: Well, I, I know you're a basketball <laughs> guy. I, I grew up a baseball fan, and you know, we that's what we did after school in the summertime. We played, we played pickup baseball. You know, I was one of the worst organized baseball players when it came to Sandlot or Little League, or never even officially Little League, but play, playing in the park was a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, pickup's a whole other story. I thought you were talking about actually on a, on a real team. Yeah, no, I couldn't hit the ball.
2: Rupric was 50% at the face-off spot out of... Uh, Creekside uh, for Wingate. Um, once again, uh, Coors in goal for Choan. Had another good game. Got pulled early because they were crushing a team. I think his season average is probably around over 60% right now. So it's, it's hard to keep up with, but it sure is fun.
3: I know Milo didn't leave his spreadsheet here. Otherwise, we would have been up to date on this. So but maybe, so, maybe he gets to come back next week.
2: Who wins the Notre Dame Georgetown game and by how much?
3: Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, Notre Dame by six.
2: I want Dobson to get four goals, Parlett to get a goal, two assists, and three cause turnovers, and Dylan Hass, coach, keep him on offense a little bit. The guy's dangerous behind the goal. And then the other Wilhelm up at Lemoyne, looking forward to seeing how he does today starting at defense. We're going to go ahead and end the show here. It's been a busy week of lacrosse, another busy one coming up. Tuesday, I'll be calling the game. Michigan at Jacksonville on ESPN Plus for Jim Applegate, for Casey Dobson. Thank you, Coach Galloway. Thank you, Coach Duncan. Bird, West. Follow me on Twitter at LAX904. Have a great day.
0: You've been listening to the fastest game on two feet. This week in North Florida lacrosse on 1010XL 92.5 FM.